This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Ghost Story. Welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the erstwhile, worthwhile, turthwhile, absolutely Twitter-famous Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? Oh, man. Nothing much, Nick. How's yourself? You're having some um, tech troubles tonight. My internet, internet is taking a wet shit up and down the block. My Traeger had a fire. What? Oh, you're cooking steak tonight, right? Or beef tips or something. My was kids... It? Was in rare. I mean, everything was everything was going absolutely shit wire wrong tonight. Special time. Oh my gosh! So then, tell me about this fire. A, a Traeger's kind of known for being a flammable machine, right? You have to well, be very careful. You have to you have to clean. I haven't cleaned it in a while, as far as the grease mm. and the grease will will catch fire. And it was it was a low heat. I was doing a low heat thing, so it didn't do any kind of major damage or anything like that. It's just right. it was just. A, it came right. It happened right at the same time the internet went out, and I was dealing with that, and it was just oh, geez. perfect storm. That's not worth talking about on a podcast. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's dig into this. Well, how did the food turn out? It was delicious. So I finished. It I finished it. it up. I finished it up in the oven. It was mm. not for tonight. It's just it's materials for me to use during the week. What's going on with you, other than this huge tweet of yours that went nuts? <sighs> I ha- the only reason I have a tweet that uh, people are liking is because I just responded to somebody who has followers. Is that the secret? Jenny Nicholson. I think it is, yeah. So you Certainly. Do, if, yeah. Just, I, just did a, I just did a hilarious Bob Iger tweet, but for some reason... That people, was cute. Actually, I thought it was very cute that you did that graphic. You did that graphic? I did, yeah. Very cute. Yeah. What you should and have so, done was say... Is just have at movie microscope underneath that every single time. <laughs> I should have, I should have, but yeah, that's I certainly am um, sponging off of her um, her feed. I you know Elon Musk took over and now I'm getting likes. Thank you, Elon. You know he's killing it out there. You're his target demo, so I get it. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, here's I what was, I'm wondering. Yeah, how can you run a successful group of companies if you're constantly on Twitter? You're talking about that's what he's Elon doing, Musk. and it's it's like it's like the internet movie guys that irritate the daylights out of me, who are constantly tweeting, constantly yeah. tweeting rather than providing a service like we do, which is I guess why we've risen to the top like cream, is by just providing the service without spending too much time on social media. Yeah, some people do tweet a lot. I follow a lot of people that that tweet pretty frequently. I don't myself. I don't have what it takes to be a top tweeter. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about 
running from that service, and I was exploring some other Twitter knockoffs like that people keep talking about. Or... No, was it Mastodon and then Hive and stuff like that? But I'm like, maybe I should just not have it anymore. I got to keep it for the scope, though. Got to keep it. F- yeah, the fire's burning. Yeah, we got to keep verse. having way less followers than listeners. <laughs> it's you know, sort someday of our, our Twitter will blow up, you know? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Look, it's crazy out in the social f- sphere, you know? But we're doing ghost stories, so we're about to blow up ourselves, you know? Well, I mean, this is one of the sort of... I wouldn't say it's one of the cornerstones, but it is something that's been kind of the elephant in the room for quite some time. Probably a, since the old show, to be honest. It's kind of part of our relationship, this movie. It's like a... It's a it's something that we sort of bonded over. Um, Did and we? One, one scene in particular. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I reached out. I, t- I took a video of that off the TV and sent it to a couple of my friends from my youth. And they were, it was as if no time had passed at all. That was such a big moment for us as immature young men. And now that we're immature old men, nothing's changed. No. And, and we're talking about the scene where, where Fred Astaire goes up the staircase, right? Oh, yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. I mean, John Irvin film. Legendary filmmaker. He's still out there, Nick. Of course. I watched Black Mm -hmm. Panther for the second time. Did it improve or um, give me the same? Roughly the same. It's way too long. How's it doing? It's doing well. It's doing quite well. You know, it's not going to be like the first one, but what could? And I'm I'm also working out some situations over the next few days uh, to see the Banshees of Insurin, and um, there's like six movies I want to see coming. No, out. you and I need. Well, you, maybe you don't want to go with me, but I'd like to see the menu. Yeah, that's right, the menu, and then mm-hmm. uh, obviously Spielberg's movie comes out, and there's something else. Well, Poker Face. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's that's, that's hitting soon. That's on. I don't think that's in the theaters. No, it's on Disney. Plus, I'm talking about the theaters. El Teatro. Um, there is something else that that we're forgetting. That's that's out. Or well, we haven't out. seen Black Adam yet, so I know that that's a biggie. How did that do? It's doing well, actually, quite well. Not over here, though. Is it worldwide? Well, no, it's doing well. I mean, it's doing well. I don't think you should yeah. be negative. Oh, I want to see Strange World. Yeah, and then the Knives Out movie comes out, and Bones and All comes well, out. Well, then just step outside. You know what I'm talking about? If you want to see Strange World, come on, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good, pretty good early joke in the podcast. The world has taken a super swing at our lives right now, I think. Earth hates us so much. <laughs> it's a, it's a quite a huge Zoom that we've been building up to for 200 episodes. You finally are declaring that the Earth hates us. Trying um, to shake us off like ticks, man. Earth hates us so mm-hmm. hard. I can't find a way to disagree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm digging deep, but I feel I bad no because you want to love us. You know, you want to love us. You want to think good mm-hmm. things about us. But we're dog shit. And even the best of us is still a big old messy pile of leaves. That is, I mean, beautiful. You know, it's hard out there. It's super rough. There's so much violence and hor- horror. So every once in a while, we get to, you and I get to tuck into Ghost Story. You know, that's I think that's the solve, right? It's a sab, I think. I'm already a little worried that we're not going to have anything as laden with synergy as the brian cox audio zoom from the previous episode i got some observations here does that count as a zoom we'll see you know like i don't know that much about the legendary cast members of this movie you're gonna have to fill me in i didn't hit the wikipedias um i mean on them literally four legends yeah give me you're gonna have to give me some background one of them's errol flynn i don't know i mean or uh uh, uh craig Errol flynn 
Who who was Douglas Fairbanks Jr.? Like what? what yeah, was he his was a huge room? deal back then in the old days. What did he do? Just twirl he's, his mustache. A, he did a lot. He had a beautiful mustache. Beautiful mm-hmm. mustache. Melvin Douglas, we'll another classic. John Hausman, a classic, and of course Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know Hausman and Fred Astaire more than the other two. Douglas Patricia Fairbanks Neal. is yeah. is uh, Melvin Douglas is sort of a, a gray a gray area, but Fairbanks was the real shit for a long time. And I like how this movie really put a super tourniquet on their life force, and nearly all four of them shit the bed shortly thereafter or during oh post production. A lot of people in this movie are gone, and the, the yeah, young, is, the young actors movie, are also yeah. passed away. I love that about yeah. it. It killed a lot of oh, people. It's not great. Oh, I was. I th- I'm sorry. I thought that's where you were going. No, it's not. And then I'm nervous that we just watched it. It's like you know the what I'm saying ring or whatever. Is it? It's the it's the ring video, but super if, boring and also super delayed because I've seen this movie many times over the years, so it's not how working. Many, how many times have you watched it? I mean, I've seen it a couple of times, but it's it's not a movie that you're oh, going to want to revisit. You know, I've watched it three times this week. Child. Let me actually let me correct that statement. If you're a teenager and you're like, this movie sucks, but there is a lot of nudity in it. So this could have been one of your faves, I guess. Matilda May and Life Force and Alice Creech and Ghost Story took care of a lot of genes. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is... I I did not remember... I remembered nudity from this film, but not from Alice Creech. You know what I'm saying? I remembered Wasson hanging out, but we'll get to it. Yeah, it's (laughs) cold on set that day. I want to first... I mean, the listeners will be getting this uh, probably on Black Friday. You know, getting ready to spend ass... Going out there oh, and, and, right, and, and dealing with the family. Well, I mean, for our, our American listeners, for our, our overseas challengers, they'll be doing other interesting things with their lives. Right. Not being in America in particular. That's, yeah. Celebrating yeah. a weird-ass situation. We love yeah, you guys, we got- and we hope that the Friday... I, I know that the Friday traffic isn't as strong historically for us. It takes a little bit longer for things to get ahead of steam. So just hang in there. I'm going to be dropping some of those listener episodes when I get the time. There's going to be some more swag coming. So just try to try to be, uh, try to, you know, give us a little bump now and then. Say hi. Pop a little thing up there. Just remind us you're out there because we, you know, when we got renewed for that fifth season. You know, a lot of people were afraid that our, you know, because, you know, typically the fifth season is when you start to syndicate, you start to get famous, you start to collect a big paycheck. Uh-huh. We don't want you to think that success is going to our heads. So just, you know, we're the same guys. I mean, we put on our million-dollar pants one leg at a time, just like anybody else. You didn't divulge the plans. You you had your eye on that billion, the two bill that was in the lottery, and you, you didn't say what was going to happen if you won. Well, we were going to, I mean, it was going to all go towards the microscope. <laughs> it's a worse investment than Twitter. I Man. want a dollar for every year E.T.'s been alive. But so, yeah, we you were gonna put money into the microscope. We were gonna go tour the world, I guess. Well, you I get did, that kind of I a did, bank. I did say that on one of the shows. Yeah. Did but you yeah. really? Yeah, maybe I'm I don't one remember of those you. Ones. But yeah, we're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna tour the world. We're gonna do you know live meet-ins. It's gonna be basically Justin and I are gonna fly first class with all the stuff to see one of you in in a town, and then hopefully we'll bring a friend so we have two listeners, you know, and then we'll go yeah, across the sea to meet another listener and a half. And we just print out transcripts from our previous episodes, right? And we're going to read them. You know, and sometimes I'll be Nick, you'll be Justin. I'll get some great jokes. You'll get some, um, uh, you know, it'll be good. I'll call somebody a wild piece of shit. <laughs> I'll get to do, you'll be mad. I'll get to do your, uh, your insane uh, ramblings that you haven't gotten to yet in this episode. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's a movie microscope. So we zoom in. We beatbox the pet store. We work the coal mine after party. We get the marrow all sucked up and in. Break a sternum sip out. Completely wash our hands of that situation in the gulf. Wake up hairful. And get folded into a calzone tasty enough for God to eat. Take the teeth out. Walk them the loyalty mile. Sw- swing the necessary puppet. Pull crystal shards from our sweet abdomen. Touch a tourniquet. Watch a movie through destroyed, sensation-infused eyes. Eyes that have seen the night and challenged it head on. And, la- and let a movie stream on through it. We interpret this thing. See what makes or break. Share with the likes of the listeners. So we're talking about the Wanderers. We want to talk about the scene where Ken Wall walks away from his razor blade empire just to get his hands on some sweet-ass pomade. <laughs> Talking about the little moments. Ghost story loaded with them. By the way, it sounds like you're rallying the troops. It's picturing in front of a, a large crowd of skeptical and scared soldiers, and you're trying to get them prepared for battle, and you start ranting that at them, and it works. It does you work. Know? Do you remember that movie, The Wanderers? Inspired. Do you remember of that course. movie? Yeah. It was I, on I, I, all the time on HBO. I always get confused with The Warriors, which is a classic, but is is The Wanderers kind of a 50s set? I mean, is it like a, and is it is it inspired a little bit or rip off of the Warriors or just sounds similar? No, it, it it was it's the worst, like one of the worst eras in human history. It was those guys with the real cream in their hair and the white right. T-shirts and all that. You know what Greece mm-hmm. is sort of based on. Wonders yeah, the Outsiders. Was, yeah, it's a rough time. I used to love the Outsiders. I used to wear it, watch it all the time. It was on HBO like every day. I used to watch it. I, some of Mendelssohn's best work, and I love I love the. <laughs> You know what they did with. I always thought it was Holly funny Gibney. at the end. Oh, I always made fun of it. Uh, I think we talked about the old show, but when Dolly, played by Kevin Dillon, gets killed at the end, the cops shoot him like a hundred times. Kevin Dillon's in it. Not Kevin Dillon. They say Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon, oh. and um, they kill him. Like they shoot him so many times. I used to think, wow, they're super over. You know, it's, that's not such an issue anymore. That's what they do, cops. So. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah. think about Sonny Corleone. That sort of set the standard. Yeah, but I think Matt Dillon like stole a magazine or something. You know, it was like one of those. I can't exactly remember. I think he might have had a gun, but they really took him out. And then um, Johnny got burned in the in the fire trying to pull kids from the barn. That remember macho, that? macho. Yeah, I remember being a little hurt about that because the Karate Kid. But now I kind of wish it was real. <laughs> What's the nothing gold can stay? Pony Boy. Yeah, Pony Boy. Remember, he's he's spouting poetry. S.E. Hinton out there on Twitter, by the way, the writer of that novel, a young writer. I think she wrote that in her teens. She's out female? pretty active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. S.E. Hinton. Yeah. Really? I wonder if she wonder if she ever partook in the microscope. Maybe if we tagged her and we do the outsider, she'll listen in. Psst, psst. I got a show about a hospital coming up. Psst, psst. I got a show about a hospital coming up. <laughs> Little Saint <laughs> Elsewhere Hinton giving us the old scoop without us even knowing it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She also wrote Rumblefish. I think Matt Dillon was in that as well. Of course he was, yeah. They were trying to capture the success, and it went way not good. Rumblefish. That's a good good hacker alias, you know? A rumble, rumblefish getting into the, (laughs) getting into my computer, stealing my Bitcoin, you know? Yeah. Luckily, I had my Nintendo Rumble Pack installed, and we're good. I used to play Turok with that on, on my controller. Here's the thing I wanted to talk to you about before we get into the movie. I watched Patriot Games this week. Don't don't make don't laugh when you're Watch talking about Patriot a great, Games. I love that movie. Where's Sean Miller? It is uh, not bad, but it's different than you think. It's a, a little odd. It's Sean wonderful. Bean looking beautiful in it. 
Patrick Bergen getting an acting role. You got Bergen. You got yeah. the what's the, what's the redheaded lady who's what is her name? She's good. What is her name? Polly Walker. She also played, maybe it could be Polly Walker. And then, there's a scene in it, Nick. I, I don't mean to be crass this early on in the show. That's usually your job, but. There's a scene in it when Harrison Ford is trying to zoom in on some camps in Africa that he thinks the terrorists are in and what the terrorists have been doing when the satellites, they know when the satellites go overhead. So they hide. So it looks like an inactive camp. And Harrison Ford is like, you got to redo it, like run it back when they, they don't think we're watching. So they do it. And he knows there's a female amongst this terrorist group, right? Mm-hmm. And so he has the guy... He's like looking at this these people. Do you remember this? I remember this. I've found, of course I do. He's looking at the crowd, like these these people in this camp, and he keeps telling the guy to enhance certain spots, and he enhances on the female, and it just cuts to like it's a close up of her chest, and it cuts to Harrison Ford, and he goes, "Tits." So he says, "Yeah." Do you remember this? Of course I do. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. He got nominated for that, and I remember they. They tried to. They also tried to sell a, a really emotional line delivery from him. They, they had to take out her spleen. I know he did a good job. The best is Ford. When, the best is Sean Bean when he when he shoots that when they shoot that car, and they drive past. He goes, "They're gone. They're gone." <laughs> I know he thinks that they. Yeah, they. He they thinks he that both he the wife and them. the child out. Right. Yeah. They're gone. Shot, yeah, but they didn't die. They just they just crashed hard. Yeah, he gets he's. He's pretty good in that movie. Can't wait till we do that one. <laughs> he was wrong. He was dead wrong. What, was that the first Harrison Ford Jack Ryan movie? Of course or it no? was. Of two. It was. What was it? Clear and Pleasant. Clear and Pleasant. Yeah. It was a clear and pleasant danger, right? That has my favorite line ever no? in, in the Jack Ryan series. By Joaquin Almeida, who is betting Moira. Who's that? He's the, he's the villain. The little, the little guy. The pockmarks. Okay. And there's a scene where he's he's betting Moira, one of Harrison Ford or one of Jack Ryan's friends, and um, undercover. He doesn't want her to know his real name. And so they're talking while the answer machine's going. And he goes, the machine is still on, Moira. The machine is still on, Moira. And it makes me happy every time. <laughs> Bill Defoe in that one. You got yeah, Raymond Cruz. Raymond Cruz playing Ding Chavez in that. He, he only did two Jack Ryan movies? Yeah, Red October was Al, and then Hank did two, and then Ben Affleck did, and then and then our boy Chris Pine did his, and now you know Krasinski. Why didn't Harold want to do more than two? I wonder. You know, I do love the Affleck one a lot, though. I don't remember it. They're trying to nuke a city in that one. That's all I really remember. Dirty bomb or something. Yeah, and and it works, by the way. It does. Yeah, they blow up a stadium with Morgan Freeman in it. He doesn't. He doesn't live, huh? He does not make it. And that's the one with the delightful, I believe that's the James Cromwell, because I interviewed him for that, I believe. Because it was Donald yeah. Moffat. I think Donald Moffat was in Cl- The President in Clear and Present. And I think it's... Did you mention Species 2? He's like, he's like, call me Jamie. I was like, all right, I'm going to call you Jamie. Let's talk about exclusively about the scene in Eraser where you take yourself out of the mix. So anyway... They're here. gone! Ryan's wife and daughter gone! Where's Sean Miller? That's uh, Sean Miller, Sean Bean's character, and he was he was uh, fighting with Harrison Ford was fighting with uh, what's his face, the guy from Harry Potter, Dumbledore from Harry Potter, uh, Richard Harris, Richard Harris in this. Yeah, because he's he's the IRA liaison in the bar who is sort of playing 
little both sides against the middle there and having some yeah. issues. And then Harrison, he gets the riot act read to him. He does, and Harrison Ford holds his crooked finger up to him like, I don't love you it so ever. Much. I love it so much. I have to say, Nick, I'm getting pretty excited about Indy. Pretty well, you, excited. You're fucking up. You're fucking up. There's no, you think it's not going to be good? I so. love that Mads is playing in knots. I like that Boyd Holbrook's playing his muscle. I love that. Phoebe Waller. Yep, Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, she's Phoebe. solid. Phoebe Waller DH. Bridges. Bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Is it just singular? I don't remember. Maybe it's uh, Phoebe yeah, Waller's I mean, I Bridge. Hope, I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I have no expectations. Is George Lucas or Spielberg at all involved in it? I mean, they got to be producing it, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, Spielberg has never not directed one of these. But his last at bat, super he zoom. Up. He fucked up his last at bat, Nick. Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Have you had the chance to revisit it lately? No, I really can't stand the color on that movie. I can't stand Kaminsky's DP work on that movie. Really? That's the problem with it. You know, like his method? It's the palette. The palette sucks. But yeah, that's that's not the problem with it. The problem hey. is that the problem is that they shouldn't have done it at all. Well, we got a movie to get to here, Nick. Do you remember the name of it? It's the the second movie we've done with the words ghost story in the title. And do you know what year it came out? Is it 81? It was 81 back, way back when we were wee boys. Tiny boys. Yeah, just sprouting some nine-year-old hair. Just nine? That means they probably filmed this when we were eight. We are just yeah, sitting at the dinner table, kind of getting grossed out because the noodles have sauce on them. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. Sitting at the dinner table with various plastic dinnerware and cupware in the 70s. Maybe a Chewbacca glass we got from Burger King. Right. Those weren't plastic, though. No, those were glass. Because they broke all the time. Couldn't stop breaking. Breaking my heart. I have a plate I made when I was in preschool, maybe even younger. I still have this plate. And it looks like I was trying to create a house. But it's a bunch of scribbles, and then they must have somehow sealed in my artwork. It's a white plate with a bunch of blue scribbles on it, Nick. Nick what is your relationship with the uh, ghost story? Do you know what my relationship of, of, of this you know, with this movie is? I, I rented it in high school, I believe, and was immediately horrified by one scene in particular. And that's all I remembered from this movie. I knew that Alice Creege was in it. I remembered Craig Wasson was in it, of course, and I remember that mm-hmm. scene. I don't really... I, I kind of knew the premise. I remember the, the, the very end as well, but not a lot... Of other things I did I did remember. I just remember always thinking about this crazy scene that kicks off the film. Which isn't so crazy at all. It, I mean, it's, I it's thought unexpected. His, I, thought his, I thought his PP spun around counterclockwise a lot, and it doesn't. It flutters in the wind for a millisecond. I this, thought we got to watch him descend with the... With the helicopter motion on the wing. You know, I thought maybe I was thinking the same thing, but just the very fact that he is just full frontal as he plunges to his death is a very odd choice. A lot of folks were influenced by that scene, as it turns out, in pop culture. Okay. The guys that did Budweiser marketing, they did a whole ad campaign. Watson! (laughs) Watson! I was going to say, we haven't got... we'll, We'll... Circle back to that film, but this is a, that is a scene that jumped out to me because it is, it is something you don't see a lot in uh, mainstream uh, American cinema, which is uh, Craig Wasson naked. That yeah. scene and the scene of her in the car going underwater are the two things that always stood out for me. Yeah, from this movie that stood out for me too. I remember that as well. I, I we talked about this. let's talk about the cast. This this movie had like a little bit of a some fanfare around it because it cast 
several Hollywood legends that we already kind of mentioned. The most famous being Fred Astaire and his final. Is this his final film? Of course, it's his final film. John Houseman, Melvin Douglas, Douglas Fairbanks, Patricia Neal. But then we got the young bloods in here, Nick. Craig Wasson and Alice Kreege. Now, you had mentioned that you're not a fan of Alice Kreege. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Alice Kreege. I always, she always came off cold to me. And it may be because of this, because she plays a character who's cold. But Sleepwalkers and her work in Star Trek, that which I mean, queen. makes sense. Mm-hmm. She fits that so perfectly because of her, you know. And I think it's probably part of her brand. Her brand is to play these sort of detached we have done it. We have done an Alice Kreese movie before. We do. Do we do Kreese show? What do we do? Silent Hill, right? Isn't she in that? Which one? Silent Hill. We did Silent Hill. We did do it. Yeah. You don't remember it? We did do it. Yeah. You. You went. You kept zooming in on Pyramid Head. Oh, that's you, right. That's right. That's right. You gave him yeah. some kind of name. I don't remember the joke, but we laughed Mike? forever about it. Something. What we'll the? That's right. Kreese that. was in that shithole. Anyway, but she. I. I will say I think that she's the highlight of this film. I think she's really great in this movie. Like she's she's a weird actress in that like she does get cast in these oddball roles, and I guess maybe there's a little bit of um, she's got that air about her, right? That's it's kind of got a, an oddball air about her. But she's she's really good in this and sympathetic. I think one of the problems people had with you know Peter Straub wrote the book of this, and this is in a, a it's a kind of a acclaimed novel and this is kind of a bastardization of that novel according to its fans but i think she comes off sympathetic in this movie where in the book she's not a very sympathetic character what's your relationship with this one i mean the same thing i i mean we 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 saw the penis flap and thought it was the funniest thing in the world and it was just we loved it we'll have to describe that scene to to people that maybe don't know there's a famous there's a scene where craig wasson who has just uh had some love with alice creech's character goes to the bed and she in turn she turns over and is a decaying creep and he backs he falls backwards to the window naked his towel comes off and he falls to his death many stories below and for a brief moment his little tweeter is is flapping in the wind and and then he makes it a horrifically disgusted face as he turns to confront the glass that he's about to hit. He makes he looks like he's about to throw up. Yeah, he crashes through a uh, glass ceiling that is uh, like covering an indoor pool, right? Like, and he yeah. falls. He doesn't. Unfortunately for him, he doesn't land in the pool. Now, I don't think he would have survived anyway, but he lands just on the lip of the pool. I think, as they call it, like like in the nice guys. Yes, and uh, he does. What I did notice, he does land peep first. Like oh, he doesn't. Yeah. You know, they don't, they do afford him some semblance of privacy in his final repose, I guess. Is that, is that poetic enough? He doesn't have to flash his peen and when the cops get there and they cast the light and they go, ooh, a little small, a little small waggler here, you know? Yeah. The, um, a little dill pickle. The other relationship I had with this movie was one of the first film related books I bought was Dick Smith's makeup book. And this film featured very prominently in it. Because he did the scary dead body stuff. There's a lot of melty-faced creeds. There's like a decayed creeds. There's a scene at the end where we get to experience some flesh peeling off. It, there's there's some fun practical effects in this. And yeah. so I had... And of course, Fangoria and all those guys spent a lot of time with it too. So it was it was a seminal horror film. I watched... Over lunch, I watched an interview with Craig Wasson that was... Uh, some woman was interviewing him way back before Do- Body Double came out. And she asked him about the failure of this movie. And he said, well, I thought it would be scarier. He thought it would have been a scarier film. He's a little disappointed that it wasn't frightening enough. And she said, it was frightening enough. We got to see your whole 
your whole day. But yeah, she he was. I, so I guess maybe he isn't in love with this film. I did also find out Craig Watson a bit of a, uh, a troubadour. Nick, he, he slings a guitar and sings into a microphone. Yeah, he was one of my one of my favorite first favorite movies of all time. He sang in that Boys from Company C. Yes, he, he did. The title song. Mm-hmm. By the way, also did did this lady when she was interviewing him? Did she say you look? You, know, you look a little bit like Eddie Vedder in this. It's a little bit like Bill Maher, I think. Who looks a little bit like Eddie Vedder. You think so? Uh, His Wikipedia has a piece of bad info, I think. Uh, I was reading it, and uh, one of my favorite bands is a band called Pavement from California. They've been around since the 90s. Actually, they're not around. They just reunited for a tour anyway. They have a a video for their song, Cut Your Hair, which is a fun video. They said he's the barber in that. His Wikipedia page says that. He's not the barber in that. I'd recognize Craig Wasson anywhere. And that ain't him. You sure? Not 100%, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. If the barber just would have pulled his pants down, you know, I could yeah. have told for sure. You notice that Craig Watson a little, had a bit of a beauty mark, birthmark on his arm. In yeah, this. of course. You noticed it. Yeah, it was on his shoulder. It his arm. became a death mark. He's like yeah. a bit talking to Alice Creed. So this movie does something tricky where Craig Watson... Uh, we, we talked about the scene where he falls to his death, and it cuts to Craig Watson, kind of, or at least that's his brother. Like, I thought that for, this, for a long time, I thought that was a dream sequence he had. No, it's actually an event that happens, and then he, I guess it's his twin brother. So yeah, I thought it was a dream sequence as a child, too. It, the movie kind of kicks off with his death and the get Eric Clapton going. thought it was a how to video. But really, what it kicks off with is these old codgers in a. F- a uh, room lit by a fireplace, you know, the warmth, the glowing warmth of the fireplace. And they're. Are you talking about the Chowder Society? Chowder Society's meeting up, and what do they do, Nick, these old old guys? They tell ghost stories to one another and scare the living pants off of each. They drink wine, they tell ghost stories, nope, and they. They drink brandy. Brandy, I'm sorry. Zoom in. They go home, and then they have nightmares. And then they get sweaty brows. They, right. Houseman in particular. You got legendary Hollywood actors getting ready. Like you could see them filling out their Reaper report card on the set. Who tell us sort of scary stories because why? They share a pact during their youth. They were involved in their own horrific moment. And Which that we don't know. We don't know about that till later. But, but we do. But you do know that these guys are telling each other some lukewarm, maybe not so hot, you know, not so scary stories. Then they're going bed, going to bed, and they're thrashing around at night, and they're moaning in their sleep, like Anakin, and they're yeah. saying stuff like "No pulse," you know, things like that, you know, right. like in their sleep. And I did notice that Fred Astaire, who we get to watch him do this several times in the film, he's got some flower pattern pillowcases. Nick, did you notice yeah. this? Yeah, also kind of cute in this. Kind of Fred a cute. Of course he's cute, man. He's bopping around this movie. I love it. He's Jack the one Cardiff who- was the DP on this, by the way, a legendary guy in his own right. Don't want to don't want to not mention Jack Cardiff, who oh. I had the pleasure of meeting once. So, so Hausman's telling the story at the beginning and he's telling him about the story. I think it's kind of you know about this you know person uh, that was buried alive, right? And he uses the phrase the soil was upset. Now about what, John Hausman? You know what I'm saying? Give me some yeah. deets here. What was it mad about? What was it? Yeah. We can the, move um, on from that. There's, there's, a, there's a great moment. The, the guys all critique his story afterwards. and like, I was terrified that's one of your best ones yet. I, the, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then Hausman suggests they get another brandy and maybe a, a nice cigar. Uh-huh. And, and um, one of the group is not feeling up to it, Melvin Douglas's character. 
and he's and he basically says he's gonna go home to his wife where she's gonna pour some hot chocolate down me and i was uh, i was reading the trivia on this the the pour some hot chocolate down me a uh, young joe elliott heard this and was super inspired by it yeah he says well i don't want to i don't want to get a copyright infringement but lo and behold he took that and turned it into music gold couldn't believe he got his inspiration from Melvin Douglas for that song. It's a Def Leppard reference. I'm trying to yes. get it here. Did you know there is a weird bit of trivia about this film? Pour about- some hot chocolate down me <laughs> if you need an arm. Oh. What? What? So this weird bit of trivia here that I learned. I, I watched a video about the trivia of this movie, and all it is is a guy like basically reading the IMDb trivia. Um, but one of the things is the word awesome yes. has been traced back to this movie. And it, 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 look, I'm not saying it's true, but it's in the IMDb trivia that, it that this, this kind of brought of it back movie. to life. Huh? It took me out of the movie when he says it in this movie. So tell me, I don't even remember it. Been, who, who says it's, it? They're in, they're, I believe it happens when they're in Alice Creech's house. Yeah. And, they're ta- and, and Craig Watson is asking him to describe something. And he says it was awesome. So it's not, it wasn't me watching him plummet to his death, death dick up and, and saying awesome. That wasn't it. It's something else in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to call foul on this bit of trivia. I don't think Fred anything. Stare, they said he was spitballing, though. He tried tubular. He tried trependicular. <laughs> bodacious. Radical. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, <laughs> bodacious. Here's the thing. I just don't. No one saw this movie. It was not a hit. Like who's who? Who is like watching this? Going, man, that word is cool, dude. Let's. I'm gonna start saying awesome because of ghost story, and then it just spread like wildfire across the nation. Well, I'll tell you, who did not get to reap the rewards of hearing that word reproduced was every actor in this film dead. I will say one thing that did actually catch on. I believe it. Falling back first, dick out out a window to your death. Huge, yeah, huge success. Yeah. Also, Doug Fairbanks in that scene talks about how young men soon are not going to be wearing ties on the regular. I have that down. He was right. He zoomed right in. He said they're only going to be wearing ties to funerals and weddings. Right. And he goes, and mine real soon. Real soon. I can hear the clicking of the Reaper's bony feet on the pavement as he makes his way towards me right now. Tell me about the behind the scenes on this on this. Well, uh, I know they, there was the a lot of karaoke bars and a lot just, of opium. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture a naked. Uh, I think we've talked about this in the old show. A naked Craig Watson, like on like uh, the super the Superman stump, you know, where they put old uh, Superman so they could show him flying, but he's upside down, completely naked against a green screen or whatever they used back then. Mm-hmm. Just trying to picture that day for poor Craig Watson. You know, what about the rest of the people involved? There was a guy that was in charge with blowing his dick with wind. <laughs> we need to simulate plummet. You mind if I turn this industrial fan? On your cock. <laughs> Do you, I don't. I imagine he didn't get much say. Or maybe he argued with the directors. Like I think the towel would come off. I need to be completely bare ass, dick ass, naked in this. The second time I watched this, I watched it with subtitles on because I wanted to catch. You know, if there's any little mm-hmm. dialogue I missed. They had a, a, a when Craig Watson's character mm-hmm. dies. The next scene, it's it says. Meanwhile, his larger dicked brother sits up in bed because <laughs> Craig wanted to make sure everybody knew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his penis was super good. By the way, yeah, rap gifts. I think the rap gifts for this film were slippers, slippers, bathrobes, and bedpans. I think. I mean, like you're talking about the cast party. They're like, we have to be done by eight p.m. Oh man, there's they were there was dinner by four. 
There's no way they went to eight. Yeah, the Chowder Society, Nick. What do you think of that name? They never really explain it, right? The Chowder Society. Do they? They. Are they and it doesn't even take place chowder? in New England. It takes place in New York, so it's, they don't even have that connection. Chowder Society, yeah, like the, these guys name themselves. They're a bunch of fucking murderers, you know. Like they suck. They, they got old and they're telling ghost stories. Like nothing happened, but their guilt has caught up to them, Nick. And their guilt has formed a specter that is pile driving or being pile driven by Craig Wasson. The um, only one who really is sort of a villain is the Hausman character. The other guys are sort of yeah, but they still help cover it up. It's hard to have sympathy for him, is what I'm saying. Um, what do you think of that brown towel, by the way, that he had wrapped around his uh, his waist? Brown towel. It's a good color for a towel? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, it's, you know what? Underrated color for a towel, I think. You know why? Why? Poop? <laughs> no. But, you know, it, hi- it hides, like, Stains. who knows? Stains, sure. Pubes, whatever. It's just gonna not show stuff what? like a white. I gotta towel ask would. a purse, a purse, mm-hmm. personal mm-hmm. correct number of towels to have. Poof. You mean like out and about, or no? Tucked like away? when 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 you when you're when you get out of the shower. I mean one, two. I don't know. What 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 do you use? I don't. My dream when I'm in a hotel, it's mm-hmm. my it's one of my favorite things is I use three. What is how? Why one on the ground? Wrap one around the waist. Wrap one around the body. Sure. And then lay lay down on the on the on the bed and wrap the one around your head and just kind of steam for a few. It's one of the most glorious moments of my day. That's incredible. I never even would consider that. I just use a towel to dry off after the shower and get right back into my dungarees, as they say. You know, which should be brown just by the name. No, I mean I, that's like that's a that's a on the road. You know, if I have time, if I'm in a hurry, I obviously. But there's nothing quite like just letting the steam kind of. Go away, and you're and you're as beautiful as you can ever be. Craig Wasson comes to town, I think, because uh, his brother died. Christmas songs. <laughs> his brother died, and he visits his dad, who is estranged from him. They don't get along, and he drops this bomb at the dinner table. They're having some a pretty paltry dinner, it looks like, and they're having a little bit of an argument. And he said, "I sleep. I slept with my brother's fiance. I slept with his his, his fiance. The dad's mad about that. He didn't like it." Because he's assuming that it was while they were engaged. Exactly. And and Craig Watson doesn't clear that up. But the dad tells him, you come here looking like God knows what. He says it to Craig Watson, who looks fine. You know, he doesn't look like he doesn't. He's not wearing like a like a speed skater outfit or anything. And this doesn't have half his head shaved. It looks looks normal. It looks like Eddie Vedder between tours. Exactly. His dad did not like the way he looks. Maybe because he yeah. let his hair grow out, grow out a little bit and get those By the way, Goldilocks, you know, you know. This character is a, a, a kind of a failed professor. Mm-hmm. That's where he he met old What's Her Sweet. Filmed yeah. at a famous place if you're a baseball fan. Okay. Filmed at old Stetson University in Dillon, Florida. You're talking about when he starts telling his story. We're not there yet. I got I got that's what my observation's going to kick in around this story. All right. Well, let's let's let's. I guess we'll wait. Well, I, we got to talk about another a death that happened. So then, yeah. Well, for okay, no, we have to talk about first of all. We have to talk about one of the horrible dreams that Fred Astaire has. That is a door opening with light coming out of it. And he loses his shit over that, which I saw. Let's let's choose our battles, Fred Astaire. <laughs> and then it's unsettling. I noticed, you know, he, Fred Astaire's been married to this lady for thirty something years, thirty five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ken Olin reference. Nice. Not, 
Not wearing a wedding ring, but wearing a pinky ring, Fred. Is he now? Is he now? He doing it is different. That a, is that a chowder society thing? I didn't look at everybody else's fingers because they had withered away and died by then. I have no but idea. You, Maybe he had you, a. He said the director. They're like, put the wedding ring on, uh, Fred, and he's like, that's my. That's the finger that hurts when metal's on it. Can we just let's. Trick yeah, of the light, I'll hit. put it on my pinky. Maybe everybody will kind of fudge it over to the it's ring. Like I got hit by lightning when I was singing in the goddamn rain. <laughs> Bit of a dancer, uh, Fred Astaire, but doesn't do any dancing here, not even in his dreams. Um, but he's still fleet of foot, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's still he? nimble. He's wearing PJs, all like, about most of the movies in his PJs. Yeah. yeah. Most of the movie, he, he has a sweaty brow. But no, but nobody's got a sweatier brow than Hausman. I don't know. Is it true? I just keep picturing like there's a scene where Hausman is lying in a chair with a glass of brandy, looking sort of up at the camera with the sweatiest brow in history. Do you think that the, they were there with like a spray bottle and just one of the pieces of trivia in this movie is the director said that Fred Astaire was um, scared during the movie, like he like he was going <laughs> to die. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Which, which is sad to think about, but maybe he's just unhappy because he's in this movie, you know? It's a weird film. I just love the fact that this guy has been dancing around the planet, making people happy for so many years, and he's like, I'm going to wrap it up with this wacky-ass horror movie with dicks and boobies and rotted keep faces. picturing these Hollywood legends at the premiere of this film, and then well, they Warner weren't told. Melvin Douglas they, wasn't there. They weren't told that the... That they'd be watching of Alice Creed's Creed's boobs the whole time. I read an interview from the set when all three of the well, three of the guys were still alive, mm-hmm. and they said, uh, "What on earth would you guys be interested in doing a film like this with your legendary careers?" And I think it was Fairbanks that said, "There's a, I mean, I I, I try to be in every film where a guy footies a woman's tits in the tub, where he's I was kicking her boobs s- with his naked foot." <laughs> I was gonna- it's gonna, that's one of my main observations of this film. Unbelievable that it's on in this film. Unbelievable Alice Creed allowed it to happen in, in her career. Alice Creed's a bit of a legend that she would, I, I don't know, maybe she had, I, I would just, you know, she has, I think she has talked fondly of this film. Look, she's good in it. Craig Watson put her, he nudged her <laughs> breast with his foot. Nicker very odd. Knocker. Yeah, he's like he swiped his he swiped her boob. Like it's like so odd that they put that in the film, but it does tell you that they were like like look an intimate couple having some fun, you know. And she's washing his feet. Pretty gross. I was horrified. Yeah, you don't like to see it, but I mean, yeah, they're in a tub. Anyway, there's a lot of tubs in this movie. Let me just get back out to <laughs> this. Um, What's a tub count in this one? At least two. There's one overflowing tub, and then one with that crazy scene. There's a snowplow guy that observes one of our, our yeah. characters fall to his death. Uh, not, onto not true. Not true. Say he watches a dummy fall to his death. <laughs> An obvious dummy fall to his death. So, um, who was that? Who, what, what actor is this? Is, is this that was Melvin Fairbanks. Douglas? That was this Fairbanks. Washed he up turns around. Fairbanks. He sees, uh, of course, the zombie you know, figure or whatever. It scares him and he, he, he flops onto this. The icy lake or whatever well, he, dies. He, the dummy hits its head on the bridge immediately, and it's so great. Did you notice that? I didn't, no. The dummy, it, it flips off the bridge, instantly hits its head on the bridge, and it bends like a dummy. I thought that uh, Fairbanks insisted on doing that stunt himself. Are you sure it was a dummy? <laughs> I love him. 
Mm-hmm. I, he had the coolest mustache, one of the coolest mustaches of all times in yeah. his in his younger years. What did, what was his main? What was his character? Was he like Tarzan or something? What was his? I mean, I don't remember all of his. That was Weissmiller, right? I don't know. Fairbanks was. I know he was a SWAT. He had some Can't SWAT. Can't that hard. But um, but uh, did you notice? There's a scene where early on, I don't know if this is intentional. They're having ice cream. Alice Creech and Craig Wasson are having ice cream, and she makes a Douglas Fairbanks mustache with chocolate ice cream on his face. Oh, I remember, I remember all this. I, I This is my favorite part of the whole movie. It's so crazy. Fairbanks only 70 when he made this movie, by the way. And he, he lived till 2000. Wow, so that's had, old. He had 19 years to regret this bad boy. He lived to, to be 2000? <laughs> Married to Joan Crawford at one point. Listen to this guy. It's weird that I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. The whole thing is just ghost story. That's all they're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what else he's in. Well, that's his, that's, that's his permanent job now. Haunting the daylights out of So something. he's done. He he gets done. He's dead. And that's isn't that Wasson's dad? Yeah. So Wasson then like doesn't like they don't really even mention that his dad's dead. Like they just move no, on. No, they with do the plot. because they're talking about because he was the they mayor. go to the funeral and stuff. He yeah, was the they mayor go, of the yeah, town. but like Wasson isn't. It's not. He's not broken up by it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like about it. Although they were trying to like they talked about going fishing and, and I guess mm-hmm. Fairbanks tried to fish on the way down maybe. Maybe he was fishing. Maybe. But I'll tell you what, there is a sort of an effective moment there. That could, because right before he falls off the bridge, we get a creepy Zoid, right? He gets a mm-hmm. scary face. He follows what he thinks is his dead son. And then it becomes old scary face herself with all melty bridges. And then there's a shot of her. She's standing away giggling with her face obscured. There's some pretty effective stuff where yeah. people's faces are blurred out a little bit. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You talk about that guy working the old, uh, cr- you know, the guy in the machine, working the old plow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did he win an Oscar for his work? Looking, Oh, he says, holy shit. Whenever he, that He doesn't happens. do anything to try to stop it. No, well, he doesn't know it's going to, he just goes, what are you doing out there? You know, he's like, he's kind of, and then he shows up later too. Like they bring him back. He tries to kill more. Yeah, he tries to kill uh, Hausman. Hausman, yeah, that's right. And then there's a there's this line. Do you remember this line? You're disassembling. Yes. When the, some of the olds are are, are fighting. <laughs> but here's here's what sucks. They cut after this. They cut to these characters that don't matter. Like Alice Kreej, she has this house that she used to live in that's all boarded up, and in the house there's these How two. How dare you say that they don't matter? They're two. You talking about Gregory Bate and Fenny Bate? Talk about the Bate brothers, and it's a grown man and a child. I guess maybe it's his child. I don't know. The the Bate the Bate siblings, brother. the Bate brothers. Alice Creech has been whispering at these these criminals, these mm-hmm. squatters, and then they do some of her bidding. Now it's not very explored, and it's not very effective. I think Alice Creech herself and all, all the all her spectral forms. That's kind of the, what you want to see. You don't want to see the Bate brothers doing anything. Hard disagree. Little boy, in a skirt, little boy in a skirt, little boy in a skirt. <laughs> Plus, I like to watch Gregory Bates' hair go fucking wild. He, his hair goes shit wire in this movie. He's losing it. And so yeah, they were, like they were doing Rossi stuff. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, he does look like Leo Rossi, right? He's still out there, too. Both of the Bates brothers are. Well, um, anyway, so then we get this awesome scene. So the, of I hope you don't gloss over the amazing. But I'm not going to gloss. You, I promise you I won't, is that they, you know, um, Craig Watson goes to meet Fred Astaire, and Fred Astaire is trying to the zoom engage, in. Yeah, engage him in a conversation on sidewalks he and is, how they've changed the world. And Craig Watson interrupts the super zoom. Astaire tries to get back to it, and Craig Watson interrupts him again. He doesn't want to hear about sidewalks. I mean, he, he's like, I ain't no Shel Silverstein in this, you know? Like, I ain't no Belial in this. 
<laughs> Definitely try not to hear about sidewalks. And he's like, look, there's some crazy shit happening. I need to join the Chowder Society, basically, right? And so in order to join the Chowder Society, you have to tear, tell a scary tale, Nick. You have to creep out the olds. Yeah. And if you do that effectively, you're in. So Craig Wasson goes... By the his- way... I don't think you have to do it effectively. Maybe not. The bar is so low with the storytelling, mm-hmm. and it's been four members for 50 years. So Craig Wasson uh, goes to this place, gets everybody uh, drinking brandy and listening to his wild tale, where he proceeds to tell a 25-minute, 20-25-minute erotic tale with not many scares or ghosts in it. I mean, there is a ghost in it, but... He certainly is laying on the details of him getting laid all the time. It sounds like those people that you run into who just cannot stop talking about their sex lives. Like, I don't want to know. There's so many scenes of him uh, being being wanted. And her na- and Alice Cree's naked. And so what, what, what the whole setup is that he's a professor, at a, a junior professor at like a university in Florida. And Alice Cree's her first day there, she's like a secretary or something. And he spots her. Hits on or it works. They go out to dinner. Not, and no, you're talking no, about the first ice cream. of all. You're misremembering. All right, what am I misremembering? She spots him. He's dating somebody already. She right. spots him. Knows his name. Oh right, that's true. And she is. And then the next thing you know, they are on a date. There is no courtship. There is no. He goes. They go the to dinner at Stetson College where they film this and, in uh, Florida. Uh, nice zoom. And uh, they go to dinner. Where this is where Chipper ice- Jones's father. Worked. It's what informed right. Chipper Jones's baseball career right around the same time Ghost Story was being filmed. Huge. This is pretty interesting. So right. they go to eat Sorry. dinner, and they cut right to dessert. We don't get to see them eat dinner, Nick. They eat, they're eating ice cream. They're eating malted or something. And what happens? <laughs> malted. I don't know. What You're the gonna fuck use they are. that word. You're gonna call a malted on this show. I don't know what it is. They, they're drinking these ice cream out of these tall glass. I don't know what the hell they're drinking. I know, but I haven't heard that term. In a, I feel like now we're I'm trying to zoom in. I'm trying to use everything to cover my bases. She gets malted yeah. a lot in this movie. He does, but he uh, feeds her ice cream and he and he wipes it on her lips. Like he's like, guess what this means? And then she does the same thing, except she does a cute mustache on him with her little chocolate ice cream. She he's got like vanilla. Douglas Fairbanks mustache. Mm-hmm. She's she's pissed though. Deep down inside, she's pissed because I didn't notice this until the very last time I watched it. She's like, "Oh fuck, you're putting some cold in me now. I got to get sit near the heater to get my corpse warm for fucking." Right, and yeah, she's acting a little weird, but she's also very forward for a ghost or whatever the hell she is. <laughs> and he doesn't know that, and he just can't wait to get all in. And she lets him, and so they have a energetic sex scene where he's like thrown around the bedroom. Meanwhile, the guys are cutting back to the story. They're asleep. You know, like, they don't know what's happening. We're 80. We know. People have sex. We get it, Craig Wasson. He goes, well, let me tell you about the next thing we did. And the best is Fred Astaire's name in this is Ricky. (laughs) Yeah. Ricky. You're not allowed to be old and have the name Ricky, are you? 100% you are. He's like, then I rocked her in the bathroom. Uh, You know, we... on the, I put her breasts in the tub. By the way, yeah. I played with her vagina in a restaurant. Yeah, she wasn't wearing underwear, guys. We so had what? sex in a in a bathroom with a lady listening to us. Yeah, at the school. Yeah, they're trying to get in, but uh, and so th- these guys have been like looking at their watches, going, "We get it. You came a lot in this relationship. <laughs> Understood. What is creepy about it?" And then finally, he does. 
it does get a little weird, right? Like she, they're going to get married, and she wants to be married in his hometown of Milburn. And he's like, oh. well, okay, but right after he toe breasts her body, yeah, I got it. She goes underwater and gets terrified. That's true. In the bath scene, he pulls her underwater playfully, and then she comes up screaming. And she and- is never the same. Yeah, because she's like, oh, wait, I drowned to death. I forgot mm-hmm. about all that. And now I'm cold. My body was already cold. a little strange before that happened, though. Even she's when out she had Creech. she can't not be. But and then so she's then, all weird as weird as fuck in the hotel room later on, or in the bedroom. Yeah. So then she's out by like a, looking out the window, and then she tells him that you know I'll see I'll see the life run out of you to Craig Watson. He's fine. Like she's she's naked or whatever. He's he's fine with it. He's like that's weird to say, but eh. but anyway, they take this trip, and then by the time he gets back, he finally is. He's ready to call it quits, right? Like he's he's kind of over the relationship. He doesn't want to get married anymore because it's got it's gotten weird, and that's well. And, she's, like, and she wants to rush it too. The whole town to be involved. Does he? Does he continue talking about? Is this when he tar- his brother calls him? Like yeah. So the brother then. This story has to be. These guys have to be like trying to tap out. He's he's not going to be part of the Chowder Society, I think. But he, he, I think he basically tells him then the brother met this girl later by and and then he died. And so that Craig Wasson thinks that this 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 woman's some monster or something, right? It's a stretch. It's a stretch. I mean, usually you don't. And he, to- and, he, and, he, and he and he and he somehow like he sees an old picture of these guys when they're young with someone that looks like this woman. Right? No, it doesn't. Her face is a complete blur. Yeah, exactly. But he still connects the two. He connects it all. I think that's why he's telling the story, right? Like it has I think, to be. I think what he's trying to do is come up with this far-fetched ghost story to justify him turning down that ass. It's like the only reason that I'm still not completely engaged in a nightly sex session is that she's probably a ghost, not he's a deal breaker either. By the way, he's like the end, and they're like, "All right, well," and he goes, "Well, actually, let's roll it back. Actually, the fourth night." That's right. We wanted. She told me that I needed to bone her like Wahlberg did Reese in Fear. I think that's what it was. So, and then I was tongue bagging her on the um, on the elevator, and, and we came on the fifteenth floor, and I came from the fifteenth to the fourteenth floor. I came hard, came, and by the time we got to the twelfth floor, we had drips. I mean, I was like <laughs> stomach rummaging. I couldn't do anything with myself. Boy, she got turned on by wheelbarrows. I can't explain it. I don't know what it was about, but let me tell you, by the end of the relationship, I had 19 wheelbarrows around the yard. I just guys are they're scratching their heads. They're like, should we let him in? And then so, they're using they're using the defibrillator on Ricky. Like, we lost him. Got to get him back for the end of the chowder. <laughs> anyway, do they accept him into the society? I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Do they, what do they give him? Like a pipe and a, like a smoking jack? Like, what do they do? What do you get in? You get a certificate? You get like a Nintendo Power Glove. And then, how about the scene where our, the guy that you don't appreciate jewelry mouths uh, Craig Walsh, Craig Watson? <laughs> he pulls a necklace out of his mouth. Yeah, he's like, I just carry this in my body. Yeah, he's scaring Craig Watson in his own home, right? Well, that's and that's that's when what's his flame? Greg Bate descends weirdly in the room. Mm, he does. I think, think these guys a- are worthless, and he descends like a crazy man. <laughs> yeah, they accost him, and it's getting weird. That's okay because one of the other characters, I guess Mervyn Douglas, whatever his name is, got shaving cream here, Nick. Remember that? Yes, yes, of course. He's shaving and then he sees then he sees like a he sees a creep. And then he dies. Heart By the way, did you notice that first of all, this movie is doesn't treat women well. 
No. Throughout. The wives of all the older guys are completely un- unappreciated. They are, but 100%. I think they. I think this movie got re- re- reduced runtime, and they cut they cut their scenes back. Yeah, don't miss sure. them. But um, I do love. There's a scene where there, there's a bigger prevert than than Craig Watson. Do you remember Mr. Salt? No. Craig Watson's teaching class, talking about r- sex, and Mr. Salt wants to sexy ass deets on that act. He's referencing. Who's Mr. It's, Salt? That's it's a character. It's one of his students, Mr. Salt. S-O-L-T. How do you know his name? Because he says, he says, Mr. Salt, you character. It's so great. And, and then... Ask, is he asking? He wants he wants more info. Yeah, he wants him to go into more detail. It's, it's it. a completely throwaway scene, but the fact that his name is Mr. Salt. There you go. Okay. Happy. Yeah. And then well, she's going by a different name, the, the, uh, Kriege, in, her, yeah. in this new incarnation. She's going by Alma Mobley. And is that supposed to be... I'm a mobile. Is that supposed to be a warning? Man, you're zooming in. Maybe. I don't think so because she's far from a mobile. She's a horny ghost. Got both legs pinned behind her forehead. <laughs> just, that's the thing you got to appreciate out of her character. She's catching up for lost time here. She's having lots and lots of sex. You know, and, and it's fine. I, yeah, Craig ghost Watson, sitting he, dick is no joke. He... he uh, the only, every once in a while, he has to put up with her staring out the window and saying, I'm going to slit your throat or something. That's it. Everything else is okay. They're going to Hardee's. They're grabbing a, they're grabbing a Target run. You know, like they're, they're doing normal shit, having sex all the time. Every once in a while, something goes creep. She's like, I'm going to peel your flesh from your entire skeleton. You want to go antiquing? You know, he's like, I'm down. <laughs> although, although Craig Watson, good looking young man, he could have done better. You think? He could have got a live one. But she's sitting there by the heater in that scene, and and she is warming up her dead for his. Warm. That's true. Yeah, she's known for being cold. Remember, that's yeah. he he later he says, "Man, she was cold a lot." That's what he said. Like, oh, she's cold, a little cold to the touch. Never had a problem before that. Like, he wasn't complaining too much when they were together. But when he's talking to the olds, he starts putting two and two together. I guess you know, you. it's like putting Bobby Drake to task. Flashback time. We get to see what happened. And it's a bunch of these young guys that look nothing like the old guys. So you Except can't tell Fred who's Astaire. who. The Fred Astaire one does. You think so? Yeah. And they, uh, they, they're fr- they befriend this young woman. They see her in class. Yeah, and all four boys start hanging out with Alice Creech. And they, they're traipsing through the fields and, and running around. Very and, Gatsby-esque. And having lots of picnic fun. But Alice Creech takes a, takes a little bit of a um, shine to one of them. Making Ken Olin's character, John House's character, a little jealous. Right. Right. So what happens? It's a little bit like Chris Evans, the guy that she's liking on. And so then, what what happens with? How does this play out? They get he has he try they try to make love and it doesn't go well. He can't get it going. Yeah, he can't get he can't can't get get it it going. Mm -mm. He's he's like I can't. I just I, I need I need. Can you put your? Can I fist? Can I foot? He's a little bit uh, intimidated, I think, by her forwardness, and like he seems like a shy lad. He always kind of doesn't want to be left alone with her, nervous. And so then later they get drunk, the all four boys, and they go over to her house, and she kind of starts to realize that this guy that bragged about them having sex to his friends, but they really didn't have sex. And so she starts to, you know, kiss the boys, and then she starts to almost reveal what happened in the bedroom to the friends. And what what does this guy do? What is is it Ned? The guy who's the the doctor. 
Yeah. Melvin Douglas's character, right? He uh, he pushes her. Because she's, she's about to spill deets. Yeah, and she smashes her head on the fireplace. And they immediately think she's dead. And so they're like, it's going to ruin our lives. We have to drive our car with our license plate on it. No, everybody lake. everybody is, is like, we need to call the cops. And then Calvin's right. character is like, I got a better idea. Let's put her in the ground forever. Yeah, and so they, they drive her out to the lake. And they sink the car in the lake, but not before she wakes up. Because I guess they checked her pulse wrong. And um, she starts screaming, but they're like, oh, shit. Make By the way, the- very, very rescuable at that point. Seems like. It seems like she could have even got out. But it's, yeah. it's, it's it's terrifying a little bit. And then one of the guys does try to swim towards the car half-heartedly. You very know. half-heartedly, yeah. They pull him back. But anyway, they she sinks to a watery grave. And they go about on with their lives and have great careers. They suck. Sort of, yeah. Like, one of them, two of them are lawyers, one of them's a mayor, one of them's a doctor. One of the things that's nice about this woman is she waited for them to have full lives before she started to murder them, you know? Well, she doesn't It was kind of her. She scares them a little bit. She 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 does scare them. I think it's kind of a murder, though. She puts... She she realizes her effect on men. She's freakish looking. I, I think she realizes how dumb men are and just say, able to just rock it, you know? So they're telling this story to Craig Wasson. And, um, and, and he's got it unbuckling very slowly. <laughs> they come back to the room after they, they sink her down and then he's ha- he's like half asleep. He's like, you guys done yet? There's not even any not partial even nudity in there. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean you couldn't get it up? Rewind it back. Anyway, so... What happens from here on out? They have to do a full. They have to full figure out how they can not die. Well, they got to kill off Melvin Douglas. You know, he, they, she's got to freak him out a little bit. He gets he got, taken out, heart attack, mm-hmm. does not make it. His his suffering wife gets no no respect, and she's got to bury his ass. And then the other three decide to go to Alice Creech's house. To do some research, and that goes horribly wrong. Craig. As soon as they go to her house, Craig Watson falls through the stairs. Yeah, he has a shit day, and he breaks his. Housing's like that's okay. I need to go get killed on in the in the, in the, the snow the sand, in the snow snow drifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 loses control of his car because he sees a he sees Alice Creech in the in the middle of the road. Loses control of his car and goes. Uh, well, he drives through her body. Yeah, does he? Yeah, and then he goes. If he goes skittering down into an embankment, and that doesn't kill him, he's fine. But then our Boomer Esiason, what's that guy's name? What's the guy's name? Fetty, Fetty something or yeah, what is... Fetty, Fenny Bate is in the back Fenny seat, Bate. looking all creep, and then Alice Creech is in the back seat, and they scare Mister Hausman into his departure. And that Did... guy working the plow was like, "I love watching old men die." Is Creech? Is she in the back seat too? Yeah, because you hear, you see him, and then you hear her voice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you hear her voice. She's yeah, he like, can't get out of the car in time, just like she could. She's couldn't. like, "Did you hear about all of our fucking?" And uh, <laughs> then all is left is out as Fred Astaire to 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 uh, as as the ghost is closing in on Craig Wasson and being all creepazoid. He's trying to. He's like, finally had enough. He's going to tell the truth and he's going to tell the cops to get that car out. They the they good turnaround time, by the way. Quick, yeah, quick. They get a plow. They get a in the middle of the snowstorm. They get a thing to pull a, bu- a car out of the water they didn't even know existed. All the while, Alice Creed slowly descending the stairs, telling her backstory to Craig Wasson. He's freaking out. The wall. The walls are watering. He doesn't know what to do. He's looking like a troll doll. He's freaking out. And um, so it's a race against the clock. Fred Astaire. He, the the water is lifted onto the land. He opens the door, and there is a zombie, like decaying, creepazoid looking. 
woman. Keep saying it. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she, a ghoul like whatever, and she turns to him. Looks like she's still alive somehow. Falls out of the car and starts falling apart. And she, he turns to the cops and he said, he goes, she was hot, I promise. You know? <laughs> and then people gather to watch her flesh peel off. They do, yeah. Her flesh, and, her flesh and Craig Wasson is looking at the water. And he goes, "Well, at least it's an even flow." But <laughs> she does; she, she ceases to be, and the sunlight starts to penetrate the room. It's obvious that they've defeated this horrible evil. And the cutie, cutie Ricky made it. He did. He didn't die. And then one of the cops said, "Man, she, what a creepazoid!" Remember? What <laughs> I just love it. They're like they're like. People start to file behind them to watch her face peel off. They do, yeah. And then one of the cops says, is this the the B-word you killed? Look, it's a long time ago, man. Don't worry about it. You you sleep in your own bed tonight. Jail cell, don't know you. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, there's no way we're putting your old body into jail. You're fine. Oh, you ended her life and went on about yours and didn't tell anybody for years? Now you want to be forgiven? Guess what? Today's your day. You're forgiven forever. By the um, way, what did uh, your buddies, what did the mayor have to do with this? He helped cover it up. What did the what did the lawyer do? He helped cover it up. What did the doctor do? Oh, he failed at fucking her. And then threw her head into the fireplace. Uh, we're going to go handcuff his body on its way to the morgue just to get, you know. You're good to go, Fred Astaire. You're adorable. You're a slight person. You know, you're just a wisp of a treat. Looks a little like Nick's granddad. You're, there's no way we're, who we're th- you in. Here's who we're throwing in jail. Tonight, anybody that suggests that you go to jail, they're in jail. You're fine. Go home, scamper off to your little wife, tell her all about what happened. She'll be thrilled. Honey, I murdered, uh, helped murder, cover up this murder of this uh, woman, you know, 50 years ago. Let's be honest, even longer. It's water under the bridge. You know, it's water over her car, our car that she was in. She's like, okay, so you and three of your buddies, like, had a bunch of, like, alone time with her frolicking around the woods. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hugging and loving and swimming and wearing cool little bathing suits. And how many times did you guys have like a really sexual orgy and have a great time? Zero. You're we're divorced. You couldn't close. You couldn't close that heater. She's she said, hot to trot. Fred Astaire. Yeah, little rookie wasn't ready for the punishment. But then just... the movie ends and says we're sorry. Um, yeah, they're fine. Like Craig Wasson is like now he's trying to look for a new ghost to have sex with. You know, I love it that the two members of Chowder Society that are left. Sitting there at the table, a little candle going, a little brandy, and the wife comes in and says, where are the other members of the Chowder Society? Sean B. drives by. They're gone! <laughs> They're gone! John I wonder what Housman. happened to Hausman. Oh, so uh, the book, by the way, has a bunch of Lovecraft stuff in it. Like it's, And she's trying to take revenge on the entire town yeah. in the book. You said you read the book. A long time ago, yeah. Because when, Craig- when, I, when I heard the talisman was happening, being a huge Stephen King fan, I had to go d- digest the famous straw book and that was it i don't remember dick about it i wonder if you know craig wasson is a audio book reader the narrator these days i wonder if he did ghost story wouldn't that be interesting well serendipitous the the jfk book that stephen king did yeah he does he does a bunch of king books i think let me see who does the audio wouldn't it be great if it was our boy uh by the way r.i.p peter straw recent very recent who reads that peep oh man buck scherner did it damn it Look, they pull that carp out of the water. Dripping right. and drapping, you hear ghosts dying, you hear crankings crank, and a little sound. A really old school tattoo gun 
waiting to be pressed against your body. She's getting done. Yeah, this is such a, this is such good news. It's such a good question. Um, I'm just gonna get today's date on my uh, 11-21-2022. Just get the date underneath. We did it. NN JWR initials. It's the day that we did Ghost Story for the scope. You know, I'm just gonna get that tattooed. That's a, that's one it? I'd like to keep. Where are you putting it? Where am I putting it? Somewhere yeah. relevant to the movie. Let's let your mind wander, I guess. <laughs> How about you? I'm just gonna tell the truth. I'm getting what I was gonna get anyway. I'm getting on my balls. It's gonna say Chowder Society, both sides. <laughs> Most painful moment of one's life, but it's gonna say Chowder Society and cursive on each numb, on each tum tum. <laughs> That's awesome. Chowder Society is underrated, man. That's a great. That's kind of a great name for a group. Maybe a good name for like an eighties band. For sure. Yeah. Movie's over. Credits have rolled, but lo and behold, there's an extra scene at the end. A little stinger. All right, here's mine. Fred Astaire shaking in his boots. Can't you know his? He's he's got a sense oh, of relief. A, oh, it's a day of the week. <laughs> got a sense of relief. This guilty conscience. He can finally tell the story. But he's afraid, like, to leave his wife to spend the rest of his, his years in, behind bars. But like I said, that cop reassures him, right? He says, don't worry, you're not going to jail, buddy. We got, the, we, got the, we got our murderer. And there's another cop, and he points, and there's another cop that has a glass, like a big glass, and he dips it into the lake water. And he brings it over to the cop that's talking to Fred there, and they drop handcuffs in it. We got our, we got our man. It's the water that drowned her. <laughs> Cute. They rest the water. Water starts shaking. What do you think? I love it. It's springtime. Snow is starting to melt. Birds are chirping. And that group decides to finally stop watching the flesh peel off her skeleton. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. Let's let's take this to the morgue now. <laughs> like 40 people finally lined up to watch the skin peel off of that body. <laughs> enough. A fucking enough. Fred Astaire's last words on this planet. E fucking enough. That's too bad he never had got a chance to have a Twitter account, you know? What would it, what would it have been a good handle for him? At Twinkle Shoes? Something like that, yeah. At, at, at Dancer09 or something, you know? Right. Who was the woman he danced with a lot? Gin, Ginger Rogers? Yeah. Zoom in. He's known for, like, two things. He's known for being a, a fabulous dancer and also being one of the early programmers of Don't Starve. <laughs> Fancied himself an app man. <laughs> the video game don't starve. <laughs> Some of his last acts on this earth was conceptualizing don't starve. Look, movies, huge hit. Escrow's bouncing off of the walls, and you got the budget to make your own sequel to Ghost Story. How you making it? I mean, old man ghosts. OMG's in this. So those guys die, but now they're pissed. You know, they're mad that the last days on Earth, they had to listen to Greg Wasson spin these yarns about his sex life, you know? Right. And so they're coming back. And uh, they keep terrifying Craig Wasson as well. Like, he keeps turning around and he sees them, but they don't have any of these abilities yet. They just look like themselves. But he still falls backwards. Yeah. <laughs> still falls through a coffee table, bumps a fridge, you know, hits his head on the medicine cabinet, things like that. You know, they're just... They're constantly, and they're te- they're taking turns, terrifying them. You know, you can't even get any sleep. But yeah, that's that's my sequel, Old Man Ghosts. Craig Watson's an old man now. He's there their age. Now. I'm saying in the movie, in the sequel. Sure. And he's never had babies, never got married, never settled down after all that shit. Or so he thought. Uh-oh. But he made little Frost Minis in Alice Creed. <laughs> His cold loads made it count. They took Harvest in there. 
during their maniac sex routines. He made a little cute cold mini half ghost half wasp and creatureling that's just being <laughs> borned out. Running around freezing clumps of hair, spilling tools, kicking mailboxes, you know, <laughs> knocking bread off of shelves. Little frost minis that he made out of his cold dick. And he is beside himself. He's like, I'm old. I can't do much. So he has to, like, he goes out and classifieds and he somehow finds a green brain of vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and they solve that shit. <laughs> Not even a Van Helsing vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're in the movie. You've been added yeah. to the running time of Ghost Story. What shape does your performance take? Well, I'm the town priest. And I am specialized in exorcism. That's like, I'm known for it. You know, you got a haunted barn or a bicycle. I come and, you know, blow smoke at it and wing water at it and just, you know, demon be gone. And I found out after the fact that there's been a ghost run around my town that nobody called me. And I just kick and can. <coughs> I'm sad about it. That the Chowder Society, they knew about my services, but they never called me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just like missed opportunity. The ghost gone. I found it too late. Ghost gone. Ghost gone. It's my big moment. So just I just I'm just sad. That's my character. What about you? A haunted bicycle. Yeah, it's, you know, you know how things get. I am a novice ghost, and I'm okay. sort of understudying under Alice Creech, falling around, learning the ropes. You know, and I I I, va- I vaporize into Milburn, the city where this whole t- takes sure. place. You know, I'm here. I'm here for my for my work. She's like, I need to hump you right now all she wants i'm gonna hump your ghost body kind of keep keep things rocking keep things rocking and rolling as like my master plan unfolds and i am an abstinent i don't want anything to do with it i'm i'm i get grossed out by the idea of having a beast with two backs cold on cold you kidding cold on cold frozen mcstuffins in there not interested so i uh, actually quit and go to hell i quit <laughs> I, I just give up and say i'm just send me to hell that's the same thing my priest says <laughs> Look, you've been given the finance and have your own business associated with Ghost Tour. How are you taking that hard-earned put it to use? How about you? you? You have one? I do. I have an idea. It's expensive. Uh, so I've, obviously this movie is raunchy in its own way. So what I'm selling is a gigantic freezer, probably like six feet by three feet. And you, you have to run it like all the time. You put it up, set up in your garage, set up in your basement. It's got a perfect... A perfect Alice Creech inside. Oh wow! And it's 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 real cold doll, and so it's a sex doll that's cold as shit. Right. And you ha- and you have this industrial freezer, but if you like you if you like sexing the frozen, sure. You really like your peep crawling up deep in because you're freezing ass. Wow. Yeah. So you you get this Creech popsicle out, just oh, honey town. Right. What's sell? Frozen sex. You put that thing back in the fridge when you're done for the next outing. I'm just gonna do a, you know, a take home of a popular restaurant item, uh, and I don't think I'd hit a copyright. But you, you've heard of the um, Awesome Blossom, and it's oh, also known as the Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, but what else is it known as? That's a blue, bloomin' onion. Bloomin' onion and the Awesome Blossom, like it's the same dish with two different names. I'm gonna make the Awesome Wasson, <laughs> and I'm gonna have the home version of the bloomin' onion. Okay. Except instead of the little onion peels, I get the, the shape like tiny D's. You know, tiny Wasson D's <laughs> that you pull off and, and, and chew. The awesome Wasson. What do you think? I love it. Yeah, and it comes with some special crease sauce, you know? You want to come over to the house? We'll watch a football game. We'll eat a bunch of tiny dicks together. 
tiny fried onion dicks. Uh, you don't need to tell me twice. Pop open a can of Genesee and get all screw. I mean, it ties into the movie pretty well. I mean, there's right. not a lot you can definitely you can market from this film other than a cold real doll and a dick-shaped appetizer. What do you think? Look, you've got to incorporate something from Ghost Story into your daily life. A routine, a mantra, a ritual, something of that effect. Man, I don't know. This is, this is a tough one to incorporate something from this one in here. I always assume Gregory is descending wherever I'm at. And I just Gregory don't want to Bates? look surprised. Yeah, I don't want to look surprised if I turn my head and, I, and he is descending. So I just right. assume he's always descending so that if I happen to turn and see him doing it, I don't look scared. And, he is, and his mission is unaccomplished. So far, I've never seen him, but I, I think whipping my head around like that, expecting to see him, has done wonders for me. The zoo at the mall, I'll whip my head around and look surprised that Gregory's not descending. And people are like, wow, that guy is fucking st- stuck up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I'll just do uh, what I'll incorporate is the, the wrap, the brown towel wrap around my waist, you know? Smart. Because I, I, don't, I don't do that very often where I, I walk around with a towel tied around me. One of life's greatest gifts. But I just wear it with jeans. What do you think? Yeah. You haven't got me thinking about towel placement and towel usage. Vincent Gallo wants to make a movie about you with that towel called The Brown Mummy. And it's just a one-wrap one mummy, brown-wrap, one-wrap mummy walking around. Oh, you had me at Vincent Gallo. <laughs> Either that or drop necklaces from my mouth. I don't know. Like Tough choice. Look, you're on an island. Been there all these many years gathering debris from various films, and now it's time to take something from a ghost story. What you bring in? What can you bring from this? There's not a lot of... Can I just say this real quick? And maybe you... There's not a lot of gets here. Not a lot of gets from this movie. Not a lot of grabs from this You're right. There's not a lot of one things. There's about 40 things I'd like to take. So you actually... Narrowing it down to one is tough. It's a tough one for you, huh? Yeah. Part of me just wants to take Wasson whole. You know, take him to my island. Craig Wasson on there? Mm Mm-hmm. Keep me company? It's my height, Craig. He's a short man. I'm going to take Craig Wasson. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Wasson in here. And, uh... I'm going to say, hey, buddy, you know, you had a good run films for a few years. And it, and then he just talked my ear off. He's like, you heard a re- reverse cowgirl? All right. Yeah, no, no. This, yeah, I, let's just skip this. Let's, can we just go fishing or something? Oh, speaking of fish in the sea. Yeah. And I, I realize I've damned myself, but trapped with the guy that won't stop talking about yeah. his sex life. But, you know, other than that, he's, like I said, he's a big a bit of a songstress. Mm-hmm. If you go to Amazon, he's got a ton of music on there. Okay. So anyway, yeah, bring Craig Wasson. I'm going to try something arcane. I want to get the perpetual falling of, of uh, Douglas Fairbanks off the bridge. Oh, yeah. I want that constantly happening. I want, to be, I want basically the moment from when he topples over and where gravity takes control to when he's about to impact and then it just loops over and over again. Watch his head hit the bridge. Watch the spins. Watch his cute winter clothes flutter in the wind and then... Damned if he doesn't not hit the ground and then re- revisits that entire act. Just watch him in perpetual, about-to-die motion over and over again. Enjoy his little mustache moving in the wind, his little wisp of a faint remainder mustache, knowing that it's never going to be black again, always gray forever, falling just barely enough hair to notice, catching just a tiny bit of wind because it's so small and slight. Hey, you could just tell me. You could just say you're, you're taking the PFD off. I mean, you could say that. I'm taking the... You, you don't have to explain. You could just say you're taking the PFD off. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Perpetual falling of Douglas Fairbanks? I got it.
find you open Soak your skull and bones I'll unleash my fury Before the crow flies home Yeah. Okay.